Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Brie. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you were too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is one that apparently Brie doesn't understand. <laughs> Imposter syndrome. <laughs> I understand it. It's just you it's think It's too that complex for you. You think that the I words come are up too with big weird general topics. Imposter syndrome? There's so many. Don't worry. I'll guide us. Okay. I'll hold your hand. So, um, yeah, you wanted to talk about our outfits. Well, yeah, I'm in business casual two weeks in a row. <laughs> Maybe this is imposter syndrome, though, because I look like someone who can read and write in a turtleneck, but I am nothing of the sort. <laughs> Sean is stressed that we're in the same outfit for two posts in a row. Well, because I would say mostly recently we do film and record them separately on separate yeah. days. Yeah. But we're doing two back to back, and I just I like when we can visually separate it on TikTok, but... Some of us, uh, you know, work harder on our crafts than others, and that's okay. <laughs> our TikTok, though? Wow. If people, 10 mil. If people aren't following that, oh, wow. 10 mil. What are they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> we reopened it up. Oh, we, I know we said we were going to close it when we hit a million, yeah. but we felt like that was unfair, so we reopened it up, and now we're getting close to 10 million. Closing, so. closing at 10. And this one is going to be <laughs> it's for fully sure. closed. It's like, get in while you can. <laughs> um, thank you to our patrons. Um, why you support us? Who knows? Great but cue. we really appreciate you. Um, a huge that is one cue I don't have an A for. <laughs> <laughs> huge shout out to all of our patrons, but an extra special shout out to Aiden, Emily, Olivia, Liz, and Serena. Thank you so much. If you want to become a patron and get our videos early and get bonus episodes in our Discord and fun stuff like that, you can go to the link in our Instagram bio at I Can Explain Podcasts. There's also merch. You can follow us personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. Sometimes when you do that, it stresses me out. I like hold my breath. Why? Because you think I'm going to screw up? I don't know. It's just a lot of words coming out at once. And it just gives me panic. I have to get the plugs out, you know? Yeah. Okay. So imposter syndrome. Okay. I know you don't understand what this is. <laughs> I understand. I'm just like, I'm curious where this episode's going to go. Okay. I'll. Do, do you want me to give you the spark notes about where I was going to take this? <laughs> I mean, just kick it off and we'll see where it ebbs and flows. Okay. Well, first of all, imposter mm-hmm. syndrome... I think the most common use of it Uh is the feeling usually work specific. Okay. Yeah. That you are just alone in the, the open ocean of having no fucking idea what you're doing. Right. And Mm -hmm. that every other bitch around you has it all figured out Yes, and you're just the one idiot. Yeah. And how that's not true. That's basically right. And also the feeling of not being deserving of the position that you're in. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yes. So that's just the general kind of, you know, right. The most common one. Right. And I think that's fucking hilarious. And mm-hmm. I have had so many instances recently mm-hmm. that have just proven to me <laughs> that everyone around me is also a fucking moron. Everyone's <laughs> just faking it till they make it, but they never actually make it. They just continue to fake it in different ways. Literally. Yeah. I have an example as well. That's not me, but my boyfriend, I'm not going to say what he do- does, obviously, mm-hmm. but at my boyfriend's job. Yeah. Somebody quit. Okay. So he has somewhat temporarily taken over their position. Okay. And they basically, I think in less words, but basically implied that they don't have somebody right now. So he kind of has to do both, but it's going to be a lot of work, blah, blah, blah. 
Then he has, this person was at this company for like five years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and in the course of two or so weeks that uh-huh. he has taken over this person's position, he has realized <laughs> that they do absolutely nothing. Like he's like, oh, like somehow you've tricked everyone to think that you are a vital part of this machine. The manager basically was mm-hmm. saying, oh, how long is it taking you to do these things? And he was like, like 15 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> and this person was doing it 40, probably charging overtime, 40 plus hours a week for five years. Honestly, they are genius. Girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. I that just is what they did like, for five years. I just love that for them. I, yeah, I... Where have I heard girl boss gate keep gaslight before? The Is that internet? From RuPaul? Um, it's like all over the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's That's very common a, right now. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a meme. Oh. Um, so yeah, that is what they were doing for five years. I love that. And it really just makes me think of that other tweet that's like, I support women's rights, but sometimes you have to support women's wrongs. <laughs> I guess I've just outed that this person is a woman, but I think it's kind of iconic on the yeah. same. Here's my thing with that. As you get older, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, yeah. unless you own the company or you are like an entrepreneur or you have like direct like stock, like you hold stock in something, yeah. working harder is actually not going to get you farther. <laughs> yeah. Like it's genuinely no, for not. For sure, yeah. Like, and I think that like, it's so funny, I'm, you see this like change around of generationally or just like people becoming more aware of it on TikTok because like oh yeah tick tiktok has been a nightmare for corporate america oh, i'll tell you that much because <laughs> the amount of people that are outing the fact they're like i have busted my ass like overtime everything for years at this company and i just found out that basically this person who like shows up late every day goes home early does not care has zero stress literally could care less if the company falls apart makes more than I do. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing. Like the corporate world, we've been lied to. We've been taught that if you we've work, been gaslit. we have, we've <laughs> been taught that if you work harder, you will reap the benefits. Yeah. When actually all you have to do is lie. <laughs> I'm all for that. I'm also all for people promoting people stealing from their workplace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm an advocate. We're gonna have to for bleep it. this. Or we're gonna go to jail. No, I'm an advocate. The other day, I was at a grocery store. I won't say which one. Okay. And I was going Were through the, the foods whole, perhaps. <laughs> no, okay. it wasn't that one. I was going through the checkout, and it was like a self checkout. Right. And one of the items wasn't coming up, so you know, I pressed the help button, and one of the staff members comes over yeah and is like why didn't you just put it in the bag <laughs> and i was like i looked at them and i was like you know what? you're right why didn't i just put it in the Have bag you ever stolen no oh, because okay. i follow rules i've stolen two times in my life both of them accidental one time okay this haunts me okay. this is like one of those like remembered like moments yeah same thing. I accidentally put something in my pocket when I was like a kid at a store. Yeah. Okay. And I remember I was like hanging out with my sister and my dad said that we could buy this particular thing. Okay. It was like a chocolate bar or something. 
And then we were walking around the store. So I was like lazy. I just put it in the pocket of my like sweatshirt. And then I meant to give it to him at the counter and I never did. I just walked out with it. Yeah. And I was maybe like 10 steps out of the store and I realized it was in my pocket and I was like, oh my God. And I gave it to my dad and I'm sure like he would laugh at this, but like my perception and my memory as a kid is that his reaction was like, you narrowly avoided like ruining our lives. Oh, right. And like, it, it was w- like, we were about to be like a Italian mafia Literally. family. <laughs> and I'm sure all he did was like, Oh shoot. And like went back in the store with it to pay for it. Yeah. But like, I was like, I've, I've almost ruined everything. Like, yeah. Wow. But yeah, so I promote stealing from workplaces. Absolutely. Can I tell you my my shoplifting yeah, experiences I would, quickly? I would love to hear about them. I'll just rapid fire them. The first okay. time I ever shoplifted was um, when I was going to see Taylor Swift's Red Tour. <laughs> and I was working at yeah. uh, a grocery store. Uh, I didn't steal from them. I should have. Um, <laughs> definitely top 10 life regrets. Yeah, um, sure. I was working at a grocery store. While working, my friend was like, I have an extra ticket to Taylor Swift's Red. Yeah. I was so poor. I was like, I'm going. Yeah. I basically forced myself to leave. I was like, I don't care who takes my shift. Yeah. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. I had to go get cash or something at a 7-Eleven. I think it was to pay to park park downtown or some bullshit. So I was going to take money out and the ATM was down. So I was going to get... Like, I don't know what I was going to get cash back or something. Mm -hmm. And in this me running to Taylor Swift's Red Tour, I just grabbed like a thing of Mentos or something Uh. from the 7-Eleven while I was getting cash. And I went back to my car and put my keys down on the roof to like, you know, get all the shit out of my pocket and realize that I had stolen this thing of Mentos. And I, like a fucking pleb, brought it back. And I walked in and I put it on the counter and just said, I stole these and then walked away. No, literally. I was like, I'm a Taylor Swift red. I did steal these, but you (laughs) have them back now. And the second time, similar, I was at an establishment that sells makeup. Okay. And I think... I had a bunch of shit in my hands and I got a phone call where I was like picking something Mm. up that needed two hands. I forget what it was. Got home and in my hoodie pocket had um, uh, a thing of concealer and an eyebrow pencil. Wow. Didn't take those back. So. You're going to hell. Hope nobody from uh, the North Van Police Department is listening. (laughs) (laughs) That was like 10 years ago. Trying to catch me. It's already used up. (laughs) I'm on the run. (laughs) This is your last episode because you're fleeing the country. No, I am such a rule follower. I'm like that. But yeah, the older I get, the more I realize that like when you're butthurt about people like that, like the person at your boyfriend's job. Yeah. It's just because like we're butthurt that we're working hard and other people are working smarter, which means not at all. The conversation was like, wow, that's so funny of her. And then he was like, kind of iconic, though. Because you, you have to be like, good for you. Because she didn't you get caught for five years. years. And apparently everybody thought she was like a great employee. Well, because that's the other thing is like. Half of it's just a show. It's, it's the ra- a, it's That's fucking Hollywood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> no, literally. Because also, like, if you're good at something and you can do it in five minutes, but other people would, it would take them days. Yeah. Why not do it in days? Like other people don't need to know that you can do it in five minutes. My thing is I am always shocked that people with jobs that aren't um, like uh, 
producing something don't do it more because my job genuinely it's like constantly working on small like details of things that I'm sending to my boss or Mm -hmm. like we're reviewing together that if I am not doing something it's so obvious yes but I like my job so Mm -hmm. I don't feel the need to but that's because you work for a very niche totally but if I didn't I would maybe just be robbing them oh, all the time. I, also, I if asked I worked it, for like a major corporation and I was like one of like 200, I did this like eye roll model gig. It, they were looking for regular looking people. I'm going to specify well, that. Bella Hadid was not on the set super list. Super regular looking yeah. people. Cause <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Old, old, old hairy hags. <laughs> The call she did. Very eggs. Anyway, so I went to this like modeling gig and I walked upstairs and there there was like the corporate area. Yeah. And um there was like a hundred people at desks. And I was like, no, no one's no, noticing no one any still, of you. No. Like you look. All you got to do is log on to your email once a day. I do Click love, around a bit. My favorite thing, though, is how TikTok is totally exposing this. How oh, people yeah. are coming up with hacks to move their... Because yes. people have teams and it tells you if you're you're yes. present or not. Yeah. That's fucking funny. So funny. I was asking if uh, the grocery store that you almost mm-hmm. stole from was Whole Foods because I haven't stolen from Whole Foods. But if I was to steal from a grocery store, which I won't, mm-hmm. um, I would Whole probably be Whole Foods. Not not maybe two years ago, but Amazon purchasing Whole Foods. They also don't have very high security, I will say. No. If you're going to shoplift, at least make it come out of Jeff Bezos's pocket is all I'm saying. Well, but this- don't do it. I wouldn't tell you to well this is what i'm saying i like i one time posted <laughs> about like people like stealing like diapers and stuff and i was like just let them steal it and someone responded and they're like oh but it's my job to stop them no, i'm like not. for who it's, no like for who for the person that owns like i'm not gonna say what <laughs> but for the person Amazon, that owns no. this store that they're taking diapers from yeah. that is worth a billion dollars like and sorry you're making minimum wage and they're expecting you to chase people that like obviously need diapers down the street no let the i promise you your life will be better if you let people steal things. this is an imposter well i guess this whole episode's kind of just shoplifting <laughs> <laughs> okay i just realized i'm like we haven't talked about imposter if no, this should be called this should be called stealing things stealing things no we'll get back to okay, it okay, it we're was the beginning and it will okay, be the end okay okay As <laughs> everything usual, in between is shoplifting <laughs> <laughs> okay um one thing that is totally exactly this yeah is someone i know works for uh it's hard not to like know. them. I guess this is good for him it's saying he's a good employee. Yeah. Somebody I know works for a, a beverage company. Okay. And I worked for the same beverage company okay. when I was younger. And <laughs> I, he always talks about how he doesn't give people free drinks yeah. when they come. Okay. And how he doesn't give people like, his discount when they come. And he gets mad at his employees when they use their free right. drinks or discounts. Okay. When I worked at this bitch, yeah. somebody walked in that I saw once before. Yeah. I was like, do you want the biggest, most expensive drink ever? Like, because who am I not doing that uh, for? Who cares? Who am, I, who am I protecting? This is what I'm saying. And... Even more so, Mm -hmm. this beverage company that I worked at was in close relation to uh, the City Hall in North Van. Well, I guess, anyways, it's torn down already. Um, And I used to get a ton of parking tickets because Uh the place that I worked at (laughs) didn't have... uh, have uh, staff parking, which uh-huh. is f- 
If you don't have That's staff parking fucked. for any place, yeah, fuck yourself. Literally fuck yourself. Like, yeah. or some sort of, I think it should be mandatory that there's either staff parking or like some sort of like transit coupon. Yeah. Transit coupon, staff parking, they pay for your parking or you can work from home. Or you rob them. <laughs> I'm giving you the choice. What do you want? <laughs> Anyways. So they didn't have staff parking. So I always had to park on the street uh-huh. and literally all around this place, it was like two hour parking. So I would get yeah. parking tickets. Like it was nobody's fucking business. Mm-hmm. And me as a smart businesswoman was like this doesn't make any sense so all the people that worked at city hall came to this beverage establishment yeah. so i would constantly just give them free drinks smart. and then every like two months when i would go to pay my parking tickets they would slide i would slide them like three hundred dollars this isn't an exaggeration <laughs> i would slide them like three hundred dollars worth of parking tickets and they would slide me the machine and it would be like ten dollars Ah, uh, so love you see, that. yeah, we were both here. stealing from the man. I love <laughs> but that. I was making it work for myself. You got to. I also don't agree with people having to pay to work. Like it used to piss me off so much when, when friends of mine got hired at certain restaurants in Vancouver yeah. where they had to pay for their uniform. Yeah, no. I was like, what the fuck is this? No. Like you shouldn't in any way, whether it's like your parking, like you said, or your uniform or whatever, have to pay to work. No, you should roll me there. In my bed mm-hmm. on wheels and dress me, and, and then maybe I won't steal from you. <laughs> you know, I absolutely agree. Yeah, but yeah, I think that was a really um, symbiotic relationship that I had with City Hall. No, that, that was that we was were clutch. both. They were getting free coffee, and I wasn't paying for parking tickets. So match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, imposter syndrome. <laughs> what I was going to circle it back to okay. is I think that they're besides the career Mm -hmm. aspect of it. I think that there is a very interesting part of imposter syndrome that I feel Mm -hmm. in relation to the queer experience. Okay, yeah, I see that for sure. Because there are so many times that I, as... Is it snowing again? Yeah, it was snowing today. It was fucking disgusting. I'm so It was like a beautiful spring day yesterday, and then they just... It was like summer yesterday. It was was like three degrees, but it was pretty. You felt it in the air, though. Like, it felt like the change of seasons. That was imposter syndrome for the weather. Seriously. They were a liar and a cheat. Um, Mm -hmm. I, as a gay man almost like feel this expectation to be a certain type of way right and sometimes I as we talked about in last episode Mm -hmm. like 40 minutes ago for us (laughs) a week ago for some others (laughs) (laughs) um sometimes I feel like when I'm not incredibly sexual Mm. in my like being or even my language right that I'm like not actually like a gay man Oh, that's in- an interesting perspective. I'm not saying that there's any truth to that, but that's like, <laughs> I, I-, <laughs> I, I thought you were like, I don't think what you're saying is truthful. I think you're a liar. But <laughs> I think the personal experience that you're sharing with me is a lie. <laughs> But I just realized that I said I don't think there's any truth to what you're saying. I get what you I meant. You meant that I I am that, still a gay man. Yes. Thank you for validating. <laughs> I just don't think there's any truth to what you're saying. <laughs> no, what I meant was like it's obviously not that's not true. <laughs> but also I get what you're saying because there's this weird thing with it. Like at the end of the day, it is your sexuality. Yeah. So it can feel like, like the 
connotation that that means it's about sex. Literally. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Let's do the do thing. Let's, do, let's do a little gang bang. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Gabers. Today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com slash today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. I'll bang you, you bang me. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, so then when you're like not a very sexual person, you're yeah. like, okay, this is my sexuality, but it feels you know or i get it the other way i don't know if you've had a similar experience mm-hmm. obviously probably not to this exact thing yeah that i'll have something that i'll maybe say something more explicit or i'll say something that's like almost a caricature of right. what people think a gay man is most of the time it's because i think it's funny mm-hmm. but i'll say something and then in my mind i'll be like i'm like faking it like i'm like um. i'm like being like a fake like sexual person or I'm being a fake right. character of a, a queer man that they usually see. Like you feel like if you say like a joke about sex or like liking sex that I'm, or being I horny. have imposter syndrome because I'm literally like, oh, that's not the real me. I'm just faking it. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. See, like I can't relate to that component of it yeah. um, because I don't think, think there's any truth to that. I don't that. think that. So I will be telling a truthful experience. <laughs> so as someone who actually likes to lead with the truth. So I'll time stampers, my- the truth starts at 20. <laughs> 21 minutes. Everything before that, shoplifting and lying. Yeah, shoplifting and lying. Um, I think that a lot of people don't really admit, like when it comes to queer women, I think in particular, yeah. because of the way that our society is set up, that it always, always kind of like like the status quo is men. Like we've talked about before on the podcast that like, if you have dated women your whole life and you're a man, but then you like make out with a guy once everyone's like, yep, you're gay. Yeah. But like you could have dated women your whole life and then like hook up with a guy once when you're a female and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you're straight again. Cause you, you wanted to be with this one man. So I think with queer woman, there's like this constant fear or expectation that like if they don't uphold their queerness that they're almost gonna like lose their ability to to be part of that community yeah and I think we see that in different levels like I think 
um, we've mentioned before about being a gold star lesbian. So mm, I think there's our this our, <clears throat> my personal yeah. favorite over here. I think I that, just don't think that's true, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is your favorite. I, just don't think, <laughs> I don't think there's any truth Ellen. behind that. Actually, yeah. oh my god, iconic, <laughs> so good. I yeah, and I think there's this pressure with lesbians that like if you've been with men at all before or if you've expressed love for a man before that you might feel like an imposter for saying you want nothing to do with dating or being sexual with men. Um, It's a lot to unpack there. And then I think with bisexual women, when they um, haven't been in a relationship with genders other than a man, a bisexual woman might feel like, she's an imposter or that's implied towards her because it's like, Oh, you're just saying that you've only ever dated men or they've dated women before, but now they're with a man. So then everyone just assumes that was a lie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's, I think that there's so many different levels to it with, um, queer women. And I also think that the, heteronormativity like runs so deep something recently that i saw posted by shannon now this is living on um instagram tiktok etc was she posted on tiktok and it was that sound the smasher pass sound and she was like me a lesbian in dreams when any man shows up and it was like smash yeah smash and I was reading the comments because it's funny. It came up in my feed and I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious and so validating because like so many times I have sex dreams and it like involves a guy and I wake up and I'm like, what the hell? Like, Because yeah. I'm in zero way interested in having sex with a man. But it's like w- this weird, deep, like instilled heteronormative vibe that some sh- shows up in those spaces. And the amount like... I'm talking thousands of comments of people being like, this is so validated because I thought that I wasn't a lesbian or I wasn't gay because... Yeah. I had these dreams and that's just like one tiny example that it because I had a dream about teenage Simba yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) so I feel like yeah there's this weird expectation with queerness that it's like all or nothing and you almost like feel like you have to like renew your status card and like uphold a certain like level of queerness to like maintain and be be part of the community and I think that people underestimate the pressure of that. So when people that are not part of the community talk about how, you know, gay people always talk about being gay and talk about like queer spaces. I think that it's that lack of awareness that when you're heterosexual, it's the status quo. So there's nothing that you need to like project for other people to acknowledge or validate who you are. Whereas like as a lesbian woman and often femme presenting lesbian woman, I feel like I constantly have to like let people know about that. And in a weird way, in some settings, I feel like if I'm not outwardly speaking about it, it's like imposter syndrome. Okay. Like if I'm letting things go, that's what I was, I was not in the speaking about thing, but sometimes because tell me if you mm. think I'm wrong or if there's yeah. no truth to what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Which you don't have any issue doing, clearly. Any I actually don't think there's any truth behind that. Um, yeah. I think it's in the queer women scene, mm-hmm. I think there's more pressure yeah. to dress and look a specific way yes. 
than there is in the gay male scene. And I don't mean that in terms of like body standard, because yeah. I think that is like an absolute fucking nightmare totally, in, the, yeah. in the queer male mm-hmm. scene. But there's more of like an aesthetic, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like how a lot of um, like hyper femininity is viewed mm-hmm. by a lot of queer women. Yeah. There must be people that feel like unless they, you know, are presenting more masculine yeah. that they are like, not part of not valid oh a thousand percent and like there's so many reasons for that i'm sure there's people that present or you know wear an outfit Mm. or present more masculine one day that feel like they have imposter syndrome like oh like this isn't how i I actually want to wear yeah yeah oh a thousand percent like um me just speaking for all queer women no yeah well you hit the nail on the head (laughs) kate who i've talked about on this podcast before kate austin sometimes shows like throwback tumblr pictures of her she's like very feminine and um she'll post like throwback pictures of her like wearing like a backwards hat and like a baseball like baseball shorts and like a tank top and she's like oh here were the days where i thought i had to dress a certain way because i was being gay on tumblr and i think that like yeah there's this weird thing that you feel like you have to externally project that you feel like you have to talk about your queerness you feel like you constantly have to like validate it yeah because women are like questioned about their sexuality so often and pressured to conform to heteronormativity and it's hard to differentiate what you're doing because it's just you and what you're doing because you feel like you should as like a queer woman. Or yeah, you're expected. Something that actually recently, just thinking about imposter syndrome. Oh, it's, I, is, I, are things coming to mind? They are. Oh, wow. Crazy. <laughs> I actually like a year ago actually had this shift. Okay. Where I feel like because I'm quite vocal online. and Too be- vocal. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people would agree with you. Because I'm quite vocal online and because um, I'm a queer woman mm-hmm. um, and I speak out about certain things, I felt like I could never just let something pass. Like I felt like everything, I had to take on everything that disagreed with anything that I felt. Right. Um, so for example... If I went to Pride and there was like protesters, I had to be that person to like tell them to f- go fuck themselves. Yeah. If, you know, someone was in my comments, I would argue back with them. Um, if I someone was in someone I didn't know's comments that was saying something homophobic or transphobic, I felt like I had to like stick up for them. Yeah. And I'm not saying all those things aren't like great, but I think a lot of that came from feeling like if I didn't do that, then I was like a phony because like I, I wasn't proud or I wasn't yeah, I wasn't yeah. proud enough or I wasn't like brave enough to stick up for what I believe in or like, you know, follow my sword for other members of the community or whatever it was. And like a year ago, I was just walking. I was like out for like the best walk ever. I just like remember it was such a nice day. And it was it was just like the best. Fun. I, was, I was so happy. I was in such a good mood. I remember this specifically. I just I, love the thought of you walking like, and being like. This motherfucker is the best walk walk I've ever had. (laughs) I love my walks. I do love a walk too, but I haven't ever thought that this is the best one. Maybe I'll start ranking them. You should try it. So I was was having a nice walk, okay? One of the best, I'd say. Perfect. (laughs) And on the corner, 
was this guy with a big like Jesus loves you sign and he had a mic and he was talking about how we're all going to fucking hell and whatever else. And like I was walking up to him and I just felt like the most peace about just walking by him and carrying on with my day. Yep. Because I think like part of maturing is realizing like that you're, I wasn't going to change that guy's mind. No. And it's the same thing as like when I see like turf shit on TikTok, right? I'm like, me writing something in these comments isn't going to change their minds. No. What I can do is I can like add positive content to the world or welcoming content to the world or content that's a safe space, or I can go engage with and comment on and promote people that I think are doing amazing things or are trans or um, are black queer folks opposed to putting energy towards these people that like genuinely are just not going to change their mind in the comments. And I feel like for a long time that made me feel like I like wasn't brave or wasn't sticking up for people. And then like allowing myself to just be like, you don't have to fight every single battle for every single person. And like, actually that's probably, especially with algorithms and stuff way less helpful than just ignoring those people and instead putting energy into the people that you want to fight for. Um, for a long time that made me feel like an imposter. Yeah. Like, and now I'm like, I can pick and choose. Yeah. Isn't it wild when you see someone else, like you realize somebody else is going through like imposter syndrome. Yes. One thing that I feel that I saw recently is like, you know that feeling when you see somebody in like a really cool outfit mm-hmm. or you see somebody with like perfect skin yes. and you're like, they have it all figured out. Like yeah. they woke up and they just like threw clothes on and, and it was like so, cool. so easy for mm-hmm. them. And it was so cool. That was the first outfit that they wore Yeah. or you see somebody really hot with like great skin. You're like that, that's just like their life. Yeah. And then you, go to the bathroom at a club and that same person is like my god like I just like look like I hate my outfit or something and you're like oh we're no one has any idea no about anything no everyone's in the similar boat yeah like we're all fucking sorting this shit out as we go the best example of that I think is like I never remember what other people wear but when I'm putting on things I very much think that like it's embarrassing that I'm wearing the same thing again. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, well, the last time I hung out with that person, do I remember what fucking shirt they were wearing? I mean, there are the standout moments, obviously, but somebody was coming in like a floor length, like fucking ostrich feather down. (laughs) Like if somebody was wearing that fucking awful ostrich, uh, pantsuit from real Housewives of Salt Lake city. Oh, I didn't see that. The is purple that the one, new- Meredith. Oh, oh God! If somebody, yeah. if one of our friends wore that, I'd it remember. Would be a, it would, yeah, but if remember. it was like me showing up in another black hoodie, yeah, you'd be like, "It's like what it is, what yeah. it is." <laughs> but yeah, I think there's this weird thing that you think everyone else is like perceiving you much more than they are. Yeah, and like you feel like you're the standout of like I don't know what's going on. Oh my God, I have this zit on my face. Like, I don't, like, I'm not cool with my body right now. Like, whatever it is. And it's like, everyone else is in their own little bubble doing that same thing about themselves. Well, that's, I think, the entire issue with this whole imposter syndrome is that Mm. we're just perceiving other people way too much. 
We just stop perceiving. Because every other bitch stop is perceiving, perceiving. you. <laughs> I, I mean, is I'm putting it out there that no one is allowed to perceive me anymore in yeah. any way. You know how Kylie Jenner said 2019 or whatever was the year of realization? Yeah. This is the year of not perceiving. Of don't perceive me. Yeah. My 2022 goal is for not no to one be to perceive me even a single time at all 2022. at all I, that's a good goal i mean you gotta shoot for the stars absolutely oh, oh no, no. i can't talk about it oh. i can't talk about it i was gonna talk about yeah i was gonna bring up how i'm embarrassing again i can't do it for another time i Well, it all all ties in, right? Like imposter syndrome. Like, I feel like no one actually wants to be my friend a lot of the time. Well, (laughs) sometimes the things we think are true. (laughs) Every once in a while, you hit the nail on the edge. And it's just one of those times. Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What is there another chapter in this? Is it the same story? No, it's I can't I can't even do it to myself. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't. Because I'm like, if it's the same story, we need a conclusion here. Did anything ever happen with that? No, they don't want to be my friend, John. Well, I knew that. None of these people want to be my friend. You to catch up. None of these people want to be my friend. Yeah. Like I've We did discuss though, I think we're very different people. What? Like people want to be your friend and then No, want like to be some of the people that I've wanted to be friends with in the past mm. and that you want to be friends with right, or, or have people. wanted to be friends with. I'm like, it just wouldn't work. See, but a few of them, I think it would work and they just don't want to be my friend. They don't, they don't think it would work the other way. I just unrequited friendship true. love. It's unrequited friendship I just don't love. think there's any truth behind that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel, yeah. I, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm right. No, <laughs> Once again, I think you're very different people from these people. Hold on, my phone's going off. It's my girlfriend calling me. She knows I'm recording. How rude. <sighs> okay, so friendship, yeah, okay, that's a whole other fucking pickle here. Yeah. But <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to talk about with imposter syndrome, because I feel like we get called out on this a lot. Oh, what? We get called out a lot about saying that our podcast is shitty, oh. that we're not good podcasters. Yeah, yeah. And I do this across the board. Like, I'm always like, oh, I'm just doing this. Like, when people ask me about, like, what I do for a living or, like, yeah. what I, whatever, I always minimize it. And I think that comes from a imposter syndrome space. Yeah. And especially I think it's very easy to do with social media because there's always going to be people very tangibly more successful than you. Yeah. Um, you know, in certain industries, it's less easy to directly compare. But when you have things like numbers, you know, charts on podcasts or number of followers on TikTok or whatever it may be, it's so easy to be like, oh, well, if I say it with any like sincerity behind it people are going to assume that i think i'm like really successful or cool or funny or a celebrity or like whatever yeah there's all those things that come up so it's so much easier to like really like downplay yourself or almost make a joke out of it because which we do a ton on the podcast yeah because i think it's awful podcast on this terrible podcast because i think it's just rooted in that imposter syndrome where it's like 
it's very hard to acknowledge that like wait people are actually enjoying something that I'm doing and I think it's actually like something that I'm proud of and I think that like the reason it's successful is potentially because because it's so bad oh (laughs) Uh because we're actually good at it oh yeah maybe (laughs) you'll get there talk to your therapist about it that's another imposter syndrome thing sometimes I don't go to therapy for like a long time. I don't know if that's imposter. I think that's. You should but I go. tell other people that they should go to therapy. Oh, you're and then an I just don't go. You're a piece of shit, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have piece of shit syndrome. <laughs> have you been going to therapy recently? Um, I think the last time I went was like a month ago. Oh, that's way more recent than me. It's been months for okay. me. Yeah. I just don't leave my house, so I feel like that's enough of a buffer. You know what? I will say, what? I've with COVID had to switch therapists. Okay. A few times. Yeah. This is so random. This is not imposter syndrome related at all. Is it shoplifting? Neither was shoplifting. (laughs) Ah, I could tie it into shoplifting, I'm sure. (laughs) I've had to switch a few times because, like, first of all, a bunch of therapists weren't seeing people online or weren't seeing people in person were firing me. Um, Then one of my, my original therapist, um, stop doing like individual therapy and okay. switch to like like just like in, family or couples counseling. in like the hospital yeah. like oh, that kind okay, of yeah. um so there's been a few shifts and so I've gone through like three therapists mm-hmm. now and there is something that I had never experienced before yeah and that is and I've seen it on TikTok so I know mm-hmm. other people have experienced it but it's like therapy fatigue oh that there are so many things that I feel like to a therapist are crucial nuggets of information. 100%. But there are a lot of things that I don't want to dredge through You're again. Like I've already done this. It's like there is something very traumatic about mm. recounting your trauma to a new person. Oh, 100%. And they're like, how do you feel about this? I'm like, well, can you just like see the other sparks notes yeah totally like can we send that package over yeah you know and i think that is something that people also when they're first getting into therapy yeah hold on let me just do a little wiggle over here yeah when they're first starting therapy i think a lot of people almost like give up on the idea of it before they actually get into anything helpful because if you have started therapy with a new therapist or if you can remember back, remember back to when you started in general, you will know that the first like three to five sessions, which is really frustrating also because it costs so much fucking money. Literally. Like, is just I'm glad getting, we like, worked through um, your first two years of life. That's yeah. $10,000. It's literally just telling them enough information that maybe like six sessions in, they could give you like something useful. Yeah. And like, yes, there's something therapeutic to just even being able to openly discuss a lot of things. But when in your case, when you're switching from person to person, you're like, I've openly discussed this and now we're doing it all again. And it's a whole thing. I got to the point that I was like, I honestly wish that it was like a Tinder thing. Right. Like they could swipe through me as a patient and be like, oh, like depressed, like anxious, <laughs> like self-harm. Like, okay, like here's, you know. Here's the thing. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about your childhood. It yeah. has like a little like little sparks blurb. notes about yeah. like what was good, what was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then they're like, okay, I'll take it. you and they'll swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is so true because even like, especially the first 
time you go, the first hour yeah. is literally like they're just creating some sort of family tree or acknowledging some sort of level Ooh. of like who you are in the space of your circle. Literally. It's literally they're just like, oh, and has do you have a mom? Do you have a dad? Is everyone still alive? Do you have any siblings? Are you dating somebody? Like yeah. they're literally just getting the fucking basics literally. down. And then sometimes though, <laughs> this is so bad, but yeah. this is like literally just what makes me laugh about yeah. therapy sometimes. There are only times that I've gone to a new therapist and I've had like two or three sessions uh-huh. that we're just like doing kind of like the, the once yeah. over. And I literally just think in my head, I'm like session like four or five is going to be a real doozy for this one. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, I'm a couple <laughs> chapters <laughs> back. I'm like, we're getting, I'm like, so maybe like two <laughs> weeks from now, I'm like, this is going to really throw we're her really- for a loop. <laughs> she thinks she's got me she, figured out. But this let one me came from left field for me. So she's going to, they are, who knows what gender they are. <laughs> They're gonna have a fucking heyday. <laughs> do you ever think that though? Yeah, I do. You're like unfolding the story. Yeah. And, and then I'm you're like, like thinking, I'm like, oh, we haven't even got to that yet. <laughs> oh. Or sometimes it's kind of like sometimes for me, even like it feels like getting my fortune read. Like when they <laughs> when they say something, they're like, So would you say that it's like this like you feel like this or this relationship with this person is like creating this in your life and i'm just like no or sometimes it's like a total miss sometimes you're like no and then other times you're like yeah it's one or the other (laughs) either you're like do i need to start again because you just missed the fucking mark or you're like we need this session to end i need to go think about it's one or the other yeah sometimes i also just feel like i don't know if i'm just like masking or what but sometimes I just feel I, like... Do you downplay? Yeah, I downplay all yeah. the time. And I'm like, wow, I hear myself doing this. Or like I'm being steered the way that I think I'm supposed to go. Right. And it like sometimes I leave a session and I'm like, I really just like told them like if I was getting my fucking like palms red. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I could see that. Or oh I'll yeah, like, be helpful. tell them something like horrific. but <laughs> And then I'm like, yeah, but it was like fine. <laughs> I think it worked fast on. Like, it was totally okay. <laughs> no, and I'm like, <laughs> like, or when you hear yourself laughing in therapy, yeah, and you're like, I'm why like, am I laughing? I'm psycho. <laughs> no, I know. And then sometimes, like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, can they tell that I'm just like full of shit right now? For sure. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we can just end this. No, we need to get the steal from everyone you know. <laughs> lie to your therapist. Lie to your therapist. No one wants to be friends with Brie. No you one know. wants to be friends with Brie. Everything I say is a lie. Steal from Whole Foods. <laughs> We're all imposters. I think is that. I think that's that really summed it up. That summed it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh my god i had fun (laughs) i had fun today too thank you all for listening or watching um make sure to follow us on instagram at i can explain podcast i'm also on tiktok almost at that 10 mil mark personally at sean.lusk and at brianne williamson also click the link in at i can explain podcast bio become a patron get some merch also five stars five stars if you're watching on youtube subscribe if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, please subscribe and rate us five stars and until next time we will see See you around around the the neighborhood. neighborhood
Wow, you were like in slow motion there for a bit. I know. I was like shorts. 